All right, you safer Sephiroths, it's time to dust off your starter jackets, rip off those tearaways, and blow into your game cartridges. I'm Sam Blanford. I'm Sean Kelly. And I'm Simon Blanford. We did it. <laughs> no, we did it. We, <laughs> we wish it was the 90s. Uh, but we did do it. We have uh, completed our playthrough of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Actually, Simon finished it about uh, four months ago, but Sean and I just finished. And um, we did what we uh, didn't think could be done, was um, finish it as an adult. Hmm. And um, before we With get, a wife. Before we jump into it, any any quick thoughts before we jump jump into the crater? My memory, my memory made me think the crater was a lot longer of a process than it actually was. Mm. And in my memory, you went into the crater one time, and then you left and had to do other things, and then went back to actually finish off the mission as it turns out my memory was distorted by me just going in and out all the time to level up and grind and then you know go beat weapons or pick up my master material or just go snowboarding for half an hour <laughs> Simon? well i'm not even sure if i can remember that i got to um northern crater so um <laughs> well, i hope you did because I don't know what you're going to talk about for the next no, uh, little no, while. No, no, I mean the first time I played the game. The first oh. time I played the game, I'm not sure that I even got to the Northern Crater. So for me to say that it was different or I can't remember, you know, whether it was longer yeah, or yeah. shorter, um, I'm just not even sure that I got there it was that longer. Yeah, I, um, I think I alluded to it right at the start, but I'd never finished the game, so it was quite an accomplishment for me. Um, one time my data corrupted in the Northern Crater, um, the famous save so, glitch. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that until I was reading walkthroughs. That might have been um, what happened last time. Surely, surely it was. Um, I did have initially, I wrote down, like, what is disc three? I guess Sean kind of covered it in regards to, like, it's such a short period of time. Like, I thought, well, why would you even have a disc three? But it's obviously to, to have all those other side things going on, like your weapon battles and you're able to do those master materia things like that is that correct yes you can't do you can't do most of those things without well you certainly can't master magic materia without going into the north crater because that's where you get shield magic materia yeah but um, not not the, not the weapons presumably right the weapons you could do no, the weapons are out and about uh, but is ruby in this too I don't know. Certainly Emerald is. Because oh, yeah, he by that. haunts mm. you on the submarine mission. Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Go to surface, go to surface. Um, all right, well, we'll slide down into the crater, which I quite liked that part. Mm. Uh, I actually, I don't have many notes for the actual crater. It was very, it was a lot, um, well, it wasn't shorter than I was expecting, but uh, th there wasn't much to it. And I, I certainly wasn't level 99, um, but I was, you know, I was late 60s and I found most of the enemies reasonably easy. Um, apart from one, do you know which one I'm thinking about? Onbury. <laughs> Is that little guy that cre creeps up on you? Yeah, Master the little grudge. Master Tonbury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, little grudge man with a star over his head. Mm. Fun, fun fact, um, you know how Google targets you with websites you might like to look at? I got targeted this week with a like glass crystal um, ornament of Tonbury for sale. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a recurring Final Fantasy thing. Uh, uh, well, so I, it's funny you should say that because also I was scrolling the socials and came across a ff10 clip of the same enemy this is within a week of playing it um and he was doing those that same little move where he like just creeps a little bit closer to you and then mm. just like kills kills one of you or puts death or i don't even know what he does 
love it yeah. when he gets real close to someone and does a bit of a sidestep and just goes to, you know, like you think he's approaching your middle character and then he jinks to the left and takes someone else out. <laughs> to be fair, on three times speed, his creeping is terrifying. I would be. So I've learned some things about three times speed that I'll cover off if we talk about uh, the ruby weapon. But yeah, you're going to have to cover the ruby weapon because I definitely didn't fight it. Um, I, I I took on the Tunberry or whatever, the Master Tunberry, the first time, and ended up fleeing. And then whenever I ran into it again, I just fleed because I didn't know what the end... Like, I kept hitting him with 9999s. Like, how much HP does he have? Well, he's the yeah. highest HP character in the game. I did a bit of research. He is the highest HP, like, non-boss in the game. And this is a good time to note that... Uh, First of all, instead of fled, Sam said fleet. Uh, and secondly, <laughs> uh, yeah, the other thing I did want to note about that was that I didn't even know you could flee the entire time I just played this game. Uh, so I did not. To win just now. Just now. I did not flee <laughs> a single battle. That's, that's, I mean, that's both heartbreaking and impressive yeah so the I just first like the... battle i flee i i sorry i fled <laughs> well i fled you a know, few I... battles when i was grinding if it wasn't the villain that gave good xp yeah yeah no i just didn't know you could do it or forgot how to do it or never bothered to look it up and uh yeah i think i only faced master tomberry twice in the in the in the northern crater so he definitely did stab or you know that that instant death move to one of my uh, team, um, which was I faced very... him heaps because he f he floats around that pondy, swampy area quite a lot where I was uh, grinding against those pots. The magic pots. Is, can you grind oh, on yeah. those pots? Is, is that considered a grind? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a grind, but if you, it's it's a level up opportunity, right? Mm. Chuck a couple of elixirs at them and kill them, and oh, they pay up. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I was always really, I was a hoarder of elixirs and I was all, I kind of overstated their value a little bit because, you know, there's so many save crystals you can use throughout the game. So I was just devastated every time the magic pot came up because I had to part with some sweet, sweet elixirs. You not use the W item glitch to get 99 elixirs. I think you know, Bob, that I do not do that sort of thing. I'll leave that for old uh, cheeser Sean Kelly. Yeah, we, we, know, we know the glitch king, Sean, definitely used it. <laughs> do you guys know about it? Yes. Yeah, I read about it. He oh, yeah, refused okay, to yeah. do it. So what do you do? You like you cast what you want to duplicate for the first time, and then you just select, deselect, select, deselect, and they just climb up. Like so, the, when, uh, so when Sean says he's clocked the game, Next to that, there'll just be a big asterisk, like the 98-99 San Antonio Spurs <laughs> lockout shortened trophy, um, by the sounds of things. It was recommended on all of my walkthroughs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I believe in Pokemon, maybe Blue and Red, it was like a, a similar glitch. Yeah, mm. you could get 99 rare candies. By like yeah, surfing, running up and down surfing, a random coastline or something. Surfing up and down the um, Cinnabar Island. Uh, I recall that glitch. I do. East coast, I believe. Uh, anyway, yeah, I've got. Um, I, I found most of the other enemies, or pretty all the other enemies, pretty um, pretty stock standard. I Must remember the first that. time I played the big dragon. Yeah. Um, I was quite scared of him, and this time I had no fear. But I went in, even though I was a real high level, I went in with quite low um, HP and quite weak weapons because I was still using double and triple XP weapons and stuff like that. And I'd only equipped materia I wanted to level up. And um, the dragon wasted me. Yeah, yeah he just died. kicked my ass. Yeah. Oh, I just couldn't handle that, eh? That's, what, that's, that's happened to me a couple of times, and that's the 
nature, I think, of being a grinder who wants his materia all leveled up. Because you don't walk around strong. You walk around, oh, I really want to get all my HP absorbs up. So later in the game, I can equip them with something like Master Summon. So every time I cast Knights of Round, I'm also getting HP back. Mm, you nutter. Yeah. Anyway, you go through various uh, chasms and you pick up various sources uh, until you meet up with the crew. Now, I found it quite interesting that I did this split here, quite a complicated split um, for the first time going through it. I found it weird that they only they left this to like they never did it at any other point in the game, considering that they had these all these other characters that at the, at their disposal, and they left it till disc three the end of the game to actually do something a little bit different with it mm. um, i have an interesting remake comparison for you because i know you guys love the remake there's a there's a part of the remake where um uh you split and you'll have you know two people i might have been just one of you i can't remember but you only have four playable characters barrett tifa Aerith and cloud and it quite it quite regularly cuts between because obviously it's not the same turn-based fighting game and so say cloud and barrett have to go and do switch a switch or something so that you can walk across a place or something you'll fight some enemies and then it does that and then you'll switch to the other party and they'll walk across that thing fight some people flick a switch for your you know like so they incorporated that in quite an interesting way. Mm. Um, what? Yeah, it's not turn based. It's just like hack away. Uh, it's got in. it's got three different modes. Well, it's really got two different modes because one's just harder than the other. Uh, but it's more like, um, yeah, like it's a three D playing field, and and you you can cast magic, but you definitely use your attacks more often. Um, and it's not, it's certainly not, I think you can make it so it's a bit more turn-based, a bit more like this, but I didn't play that mode. I just played the recommended mode. It took some getting used to, but I quite enjoyed it. Mm. It certainly fits the more like realistic battle situation, I guess. Yeah. I do like the turn-based though. It's why we like Pokemon. Why we love Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and you end up make your way down the uh, crater to, I don't know, the middle of the earth. I don't know where it is. Um, Maybe it's the middle of the earth. And Cloud says, I think you pick your team. All right, let's mosey, <laughs> which, which Sid rightfully rips him for. Um, and He rips him up. a few times for his, uh, his uh, battle cries. Or as yeah. you know, let's let's roll out type of it's, things. It's a real leader. <laughs> um, and you take on your your towards your last Genova battle. Not sure is this the brain or the heart or? I feel like we're skipping quite a few things here. <laughs> <laughs> what what have we skipped, Sean? Well, so you go through those weird little tunnel things, and you've got to get the right tunnels to be able to collect all the goodies, and then get down mm. to the splitting point. Which, can I say, if you're going back up the crater, is a real pain in the ass. I did not go back uh, up the crater. I just went down. We'll come, I guess we'll talk about that after we finish the game, because I went out a few times. Um, <laughs> but also, so you split off and... You can go, like, you can go left, right, down, up yep. with different party members. I was real confused with that part. And it's uh, yeah, I didn't like it either. But there's real important things about if like if you split your team the right way, they get you can collect certain things, um, certain goodies um, for them. But also the way the way that was maybe to the right, you fight an enemy who only casts his enemy skill once in the game, and if you don't get it when you fight him for the first time, you never get it again. Really? Yeah, I didn't get it. 
I don't know what happened. I, maybe I didn't have enemy skill equipped or I... I only went left and I didn't so have the it, chance of going right. Or if when you go back you up... Can you go can go back up. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So what you, what you can do is you send everyone there which ways and you go a certain way. And if you don't talk to anyone at the bottom and go back up, you can open all the chests that they found and then go back down and they've doubled up on every item. And depending on who you're with, it yeah. changes what things you get or some. Yeah, my walkthrough recommended that I take um, Barrett and Kate She. Yeah. And I was yeah. so devastated about that that I didn't even give Kate She materia. Just had that stupid microphone attack. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that was quite interesting, that part. Sorry. And the, one of them is the Pondy area, which is a, where you fight the magic pots. If you give them elixirs, you get ridiculous XP and AP. I just found that extremely confusing. Um, and even reading the walkthrough that I was going on at that, because I, was, I got to it and I was like, I need to go to the walkthrough. And um, that made it almost more confusing trying to follow it but have like i guess if you can just keep going back up and down you'd just figure it out after a while i guess yeah yeah i it's it's, it really leads you especially with the sliding in that you mentioned earlier it leads you to believe you're not getting out Mm. but it turns out at the top very top of the crater you run right past the little cave that if you go i did see that you can just go through that and climb up some rocks and you're back on the high wind you thought Simon? No, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anything before the uh, fight with Genova, Sean? Nah, that's that's it. I hope everyone used their one save crystal just before going down that thing because that's a great place for it. Mm. Didn't use it where it told me it would, it would glitch out and I'd lose my data. Um. <laughs> But you face Genova Brain, Genova Heart. Is that what it's called? No, 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 just Simon. It's called, called, oh, it's called, si- it's called Synthesis, oh, yeah. which I guess is like all of Genova. Didn't find that one too difficult. No. I, I almost regret my grinding at this point. Because you just dominated them. This was a non-event. Yeah. I mean, Do you want to I, check on your other party? <laughs> no. I wouldn't regret it too much in the sense that um, even, I mean, we, I mean, obviously there was a bit of grinding done by me for sure, but um, even at my level, which was 60-odd, it was uh, very, very easy, those battles, um, Genova and um, the Sephiroths. Well, so there's the buzzy Sephiroth, which is safer Sephiroth. That's just the, the second fight um, where you can choose to fight. Like, depending on where your levels are at, you can have two parties or one party or three parties or something like that which again i didn't really quite understand why they left this till the last battle to do mm-hmm. um there you go i didn't use i just used the party i'd been using the whole time i didn't even check on my other party no nah, neither but i mean i was one w summon knights of the round and maybe one mime and genova was gone we don't have those things, Sean. Well, I didn't. I didn't do the Chocobo <laughs> breeding. Yeah, we. I um. I didn't, I didn't want to I check on the other party because you also wanted. Didn't want to um. Change the party, you know, because of the podcast. You know, we'd, we've chosen our our group. That's fair. You know, and uh, you know, that's our team, isn't it? So, uh, I thought that would be against the grain of the podcast if I changed my my party at that point. And then, actually, the, the the last Sephiroth was, I don't know what that one's called. Safer. Oh, Safer, yeah, the last one. What's the second yeah, Safer, one? Safer is it's the, the last Well, the first one, because there's only two. Well, three if you count the Omni Slash battle. Uh, ah, the, but it's, oh, really? No, there's like... It goes, it goes Genova, yeah. Bizarro, Sephiroth. That's it. Bizarro's the one that um, you have two parties for. And and Bizarro's got like four or five different things you can hit, and one of them takes no damage, and it's like the golden belly. 
I'm guessing that's where <laughs> Sephiroth is hatching. Uh, sorry, Safer Sephiroth was the hardest battle in the game for me up until then. It was, when uh, I first played um, it as a young man, Safer Sephiroth, I, 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 my greatest, not my greatest, my most vivid memory of playing this as a child is um, getting absolutely whipped by Safer Sephiroth and only having one party member alive. And it was Vincent in his limit break form. <laughs> so I was just watching. <laughs> now, nah, uh, I think the problem for me was with all the changing of the character, like the party, splitting of the parties, I was moving materia around and accessories around. And so my ribbons were on like Kate Sheehan Red oh. or something. Mm. So two of my party members kept turning into fucking frogs. So yeah, I was using all my uh, maiden's kisses on them, or cornucopia, or whatever it is. I don't know what it mm. is. Yeah, yeah, that's um, cornucopia from memory. And it's like using items left, right, and centre. And it, I don't know how I beat it in the end, but it took a long time. That sounds it so good, though. Like, I mean, it's tough. It was, like, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, that's like none of. None of these battles were even like I think I finished these three battles in ten minutes. <laughs> I considered just like I'm going to take the game over here and come back to it. Yeah, I was I was a bit gutted. I, I wanted a little bit more. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I was a bit underwhelming. I thought like I think that should be the hardest boss battle in the game, really. And I found yeah. that that I think that honour belongs to that thing in the Shinra Mansion, which we uh, mentioned in the earlier <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously not not necessarily counting like the the weapons, but you know the the, the hardest non weapon battle in the game. I think that that those ones should have been. I don't think they were. And I don't think that's because I was grinding too much. I think it's interesting. So I've I uh, you know I, I clocked seven as a child. I've played eight till the end. And I gave up on nine halfway through because I just wasn't enjoying it, which is odd because lots of people absolutely love nine. But eight's the same. You get to the final situation and there's an optional boss, which is way stronger than the actual boss. And I couldn't beat the optional boss. I turned eight off and never played it again. Wow. I couldn't. I just, something about this grinder. Jeez, there was no glitch you could uh, obviously take uh, advantage of. Yeah, there probably is now. If we if I do a playthrough of Ace, I'll let you know. Um, we'll quickly move through the uh, well, the final cutscene. Oh, can we cut just just sorry. Can I just say, yeah. um, what whatever whatever Genova, Gen what is it synthesis. Synthesis. Bizarro, Bizarro Sephiroth and Safer Sephiroth. So Genova Synthesis and Bizarro Sephiroth, awesome music. But yes. the theme song for Safer Sephiroth, One Winged Angel, is the greatest battle song I've ever heard. It's got like an, you, it's got like an opera it chorus in it. Hmm. <laughs> Why is it called Safer Sephiroth? I don't know. It's a weird, it, it because, a weird like, name, eh? Is it because you just can't lose to him? It's very safe better when oh, I, I nearly lost to Safer Sephiroth. I definitely did the, the first time I played. Yeah, no, I don't know, actually. It's, it's a good question, but not sure. It might be. Is it, is it a translation thing? Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Um, also, Safer Sephiroth looks phenomenal. Yeah, badass. Eh? Wings and he's like a hybrid human thing. He just looks amazing. The final cutscene, which is all in high def graphics, the things that. Oh, wait. Jump. I've got one more thing I need to reveal. I'm sorry. <laughs> Reveal away. So you get to that last one-on-one, -on -one and mm. 
It's just you it's and it, Sephiroth. It's in his head, right? It's in Cloud's head. I think, I think so. And you instantly get a limit break. And so I click Omni Slash. Sephiroth swipes at me first and takes off nearly all of my HP. But I know that I'm about to kill him. I've seen this a million times before. <laughs> but but instead of me kicking his ass with Omni Slash, Cloud uses counter and swipes him once and kills him. And I'm uh, like, mm, yeah, where's my happen. Omni Slash? Yeah, that could happen. Very disappointing. Oh, I was I just heartbroken. Did, I, he didn't even attack me. I just thought that was it. Omni Slash, done. Yeah, he hit me. It nearly yeah. killed me. Can I go I'll, to the final cutscene now? I'll be on this. Yeah, go for it. Go for the final cutscene. A couple of things that uh, jumped out to me. This fantastic graphics, as usual. Amazing. Sid definitely looks way younger in high-def graphics. I, that's my only note I have for this episode. <laughs> How young is Sid, actually? I 32. thought he was like 60. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think it's the first, the only actual swear word in the, in the whole sh game. Yeah, that what that's not um, asterisks out. Yeah, from Sid. Not a whole bunch and, of symbols. It plays a big part in the uh, in the final cutscene. So I quite liked how it had the um, the girl watching from calm what was happening at Edgar. I quite like that. Yeah. Uh, basically, yep. meteor, meteors like ho basically ripping Midgar apart, and Holy's not working. I think that's what that is, eh? That's trying to repel it. Yep. yep. And uh, so, fuck you, Boogie. Um, and then the life stream takes over, he healing the planet, as it were. It's the graphics are phenomenally good i also like the little bit in the cutscene where it feels like uh tifa and cloud are like well we're stuck down here let's just you know we've done our job we'll just sit here and see this out and the team's all there as well we're not going anywhere we're in it till the end and then i don't know how but the high wind comes falling in and they somehow get all on board and it's got some sort of rocket ship function. Yeah, I was real confused. <laughs> but yeah, the the like them sitting there and like I guess accepting their fate and then the team being on the ledge behind them and like we're in it together, you know? I was like, ah, that's the crew. It would, have, it would have been a hell of a moment for them to just die in there though. That would have been a really interesting yeah. move on the to, to make them sort of martyrs would have been quite an interesting move. Um, yeah. I, had no, I had no problem with them being um, saved by the high wind, but I thought that just, yeah, just to make them martyrs for the cause would have been uh, quite That would have been powerful. Would have been also, powerful. in a franchise that doesn't really do sequels, that would have been quite acceptable. Exactly, yeah. It's not linear, really, is it? So um, would have worked uh, well. A lot of spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's only, yeah, due to popularity. Um, but also, I do, I did recall reading somewhere recently that in the original script for the game, quite a lot of members of the party die. Yeah. And they decided not to do that because they wanted Aerith's death to have more weight. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. That interesting. But it would, have, it would have made sense. I mean, that happens in a lot of stories, doesn't it? You know, you lose one or two on the way. Hmm. All right. Done. Reflections. How did you um Did you guys stick around for the post credit scene? <laughs> nah. Is that the stars? So after all the credits you get I always assumed it was Red Thirteen with his cubs. Yeah, no, it was Red Eleven. Um, yep. Yeah. Sorry, my confusion. Um but it might not be because it's 500 years later, but they're running through a Cosmo Canyon of sorts and they get up and look over and there's Midgar and it's like destroyed but greened over with shrubs and trees and things. It's 
the planet YouTuber. one, you know? So you're telling it's- me that the end of WALL-E copied Final Fantasy VII. Exactly, it's exactly what happens at the end of Wally and the closing credits. I have not seen Wally. Neither have I. Well, have but, a look at those closing uh, credits, and you'll see some uh, very possibly copyright infringing similarities. Um, I will. Um, we, we've already talked about how Michael Bay ripped this movie off Armageddon. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> Just to sort of, I think it's a segue anyway, Sam, because you want to reflect on this, the game as a whole. But I mm. think this works quite well with that final scene. Um, I felt that um, I would have loved to see like a return of the King-esque summary of kind of what happened to the characters at the end. Um, I thought that I felt a little bit ripped off there. I mean, because disc three, as we you already talked about, right? There's so much stuff on disc one and disc two. So you know they, I mean, you, you they had the space, you know, the bytes, the megabytes, as it were, to um, <laughs> to do it, um, but they didn't. Um, so I was sort of, I felt a little bit ripped off there. But maybe a, it would have been really, really hard, I guess, to do because you would have had to probably do it in that high definition, perhaps, because you. It's not going to be a playable part, is it? Yeah, it's can't, it can't be a playable part, so that makes it really hard to do. And also, you know, maybe maybe it's not about the characters. Maybe it's, a, it's about the planet. Um, but that, that was one thing I would have liked to see, you know, a uh, hilarious reunion with uh, Barrett and um, his infant that he leaves in charge with the bar. You know, th- those sort of things would have been quite nice. But um, no, apart from that, it was, it was a very good ending. Return of the King styled ending. You've got Cloud and Tifa's wedding. You've, <laughs> yeah. got, you've got Sid leaving on a rocket ship to explore new worlds. Exactly. Just, just you know, all that good stuff. Just have Cloud mm. and Tifa's wedding and everyone else there. And that, that would have been a good one. Mm. Or you could it's do the lost it. ending and have Cloud walking into his own funeral. Mm. There you go. That would, have been, that would have been great. A great end to a great Boy, game. alert. Spoiler alert for Lost. Don't worry, it doesn't make sense. Hey, we'll now, save now, our Lost bagging for another podcast. Sean, I know <laughs> that we have skipped over some things. The weapon mm. battles. Do you want yes. to quickly go over some weapon battles? Now, I've got just before you jump into the weapon battles. Okay. Do you think you could beat Ruby Weapon without a walkthrough? No. About Emerald Weapon. Maybe. See, I just find that it's kind interesting of bizarre. Too, like, I th- that, but it's interesting. Has... Yeah. Sorry, I know what you're saying. Go carry on. Well, I just feel like it's interesting that there's a like obviously the hardest battle in the game. No matter how many times you play it, you play it as long as if there wasn't a, uh, you know, if you didn't know that strategy. No way that you were going to be able to beat it. Oh nine hundred, oh nine hundred, Final Fantasy Seven. Call up the number. Give them, <laughs> give them some extra money. So the Ruby Weapon battle in particular is so bizarre because Ruby Weapon does this whirlwind move that removes characters from the battle permanently, so they just disappear off the screen, um, and. I fought but, Ruby a number of times, but I've never known how. Like, oh, I've looked. I, I, I didn't try it this time, and this is a time where mm. I was kind of religiously looking at walkthroughs. But I've, I've been in that situation. They just kick you out the, out the battle. What's interesting is, I, I, I mean, I did use a walkthrough to, to beat it this time, but before I even looked at a walkthrough, I had remembered one key factor. And that you've got to go into the... Yeah. You have to be KO'd or something? Yeah, so you go in with two KO'd characters. So he sticks his tentacles in the sand. Things I forgot were like using Hades so that they get stunned and poisoned or whatever. And I I went in the first time I fought it this time round, just knowing to have two people dead. And I think having final attack equipped with phoenix 
So if you die, you can be resurrected. Um, but I, um, I was hammering Ruby Weapon with my Knights of the Round. I was like, it's not fucking dying. You've got to hit the tentacles separately. Oh, kill um, the tentacles first. Yeah. And, well, they don't die, though. They, he just retracts them, but it takes heaps of damage off him. I don't know. I, I still don't really know. I, the worst part was I, I lost heaps of times, and I, I thought I was pretty OP. I was using weaker weapons because I wanted all the AP for my materia. Um, and I finally beat him. But all the materia I wanted to master was equipped to Cloud. And he'd been swept oh. out of the fight. And so Tifa, as I suspected from the start, was the one who got the cash for me. Mm. And Charlotte was like, <laughs> Charlotte was like, you know, watching something on her phone or whatever, but. Also, she wasn't riveted by you. She wasn't riveted by your fight with Ruby Weapon. No, but she was still experiencing my trials and tribulations. And she's like, You did it. And I was like, Charlotte, I think I have to restart. <laughs> and she's like, Well, I was like, I can't master this material without beating Ruby. And she's like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but luckily, the next time I did it, uh, Cloud was the one who was left standing, but it took me heaps of t- attempts, and I'm overpowered. And you needed a walkthrough. Yeah, I reckon I was level 80, 85. So if you don't have those two guys' characters KO'd, what, like, do you, does that just not go well for you? You just get knocked out of the Yeah, because the tender. The- I think so, because I think it's the tentacles that sweep players out. So when they're in the ground, you've got more time to use mm. your whole party to kick his ass. Makes sense. Emerald weapon's interesting, um, because of, uh, if you don't have underwater materia, you, you have a time limit. Oh, that's right. But I think emerald weapon's really difficult just because of the like if, again if you're not walk throwing and suitably strengthened in the right areas his attacks will just kill you um so that's the nightmare i think emeralds attacks are more powerful than rubies but ruby requires way more strategy yeah I guess and what do you get so when you beat emerald weapon you get some item that you can go and trade with that guy in, in that house. In, in yeah, a house got the and weapons calm. and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and calm, and, the calm traveler. Yeah, and you get um, one of them. You, I think you get more master materials. And the other one, like, Ruby Weapon's the worst payoff ever. Because you need a gold chocobo to get Knights of the Round to be a chance against this thing. And then the reward for it is a golden chocobo. You're like, really? You get I'm given gonna, a... Really? I'm just going to set this motherfucker free. Well, you'd have to ride it back to Billy's farm. I didn't even cash it in because I knew that was the reward. I was like, no, I'll keep this fucking harp or whatever I've got for it. I don't even remember. I just had to beat the ruby weapon because I've got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of which, we will, um, we'll actually, I've got a few mailbag questions. uh, Play the mailbag theme song. Simon, (laughs) what's the mailbag theme song again? Um, No. uh, Believe it or not, George isn't at home. (laughs) We, We do a mailbag first and then our final reflections or? Um, yeah, have you got, uh, uh, do our, you've, you've done a final reflection, haven't you, Simon, on your, on the yeah, game? But we can do mailbag first. Oh, did, that just segues into the, um, a question that I've got. I'm Sean having a problem from the mailbag. So we'll just do our mailbag questions here. So from, uh, Hungarian listener, 
Lashlo. Uh, how many hours did you play? Do you know Simon, or is, is, is four months no idea. too far away uh, to to remember? No idea. I took a screenshot um, of my party uh, just before I went to fight uh, Genova Genesis or whatever it's called. Synthesis. Yep. And I at, at that point... I'd played 74 hours, two minutes, and five seconds. Oh, I don't think I got to 40. That was 46 hours. So, Sean, quite double me, but not far away. You were 99, level 99, Sean. I got to level 99. You absolute hard out. It's a great effort. Sean the Grindman. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, right, it's nice looking at my. Oh, sorry. You go, uh, mate. I was just, I was just looking at my screenshot of my level ninety nines and reveling. So next question, from Adam B. Uh, your favorite. Is that Adam Barrett, or are we not sure? Because <laughs> I know yeah, he's a listener. Not sure. Not sure. Maybe. Maybe. He's, maybe he's also uh... playing along. So Adam... good on you, AB. Adam B. No, that's too obvious. A. Barrett. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who is your favourite character outside of the playables? I'm in, you go first. Oh, that's uh, not a doubt. Boogie. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's his favourite, not least favourite. Look, Boogie, he's a philosopher, an historian, and a friend. Uh, Sean? Sephiroth count? You play with him for a while. You don't get to control him, though. He counts. But then I also kind of hate him because he killed Aerith. And having posted all those clips of that scene recently, I'm reeling. Uh, Non-playable. No, this is... I should have done research. I should have looked at the questions earlier. Yeah, go. I think, I think that it's quite obvious, but mine's definitely the bumbling fool, Palmer. Mm. Mm. He was high on my list too, Palmer. He was up there, but I just couldn't go past Boogie. But no, Palmer's a fair, fair choice. It's interesting that you mention Sephiroth and Boogie because our other two mailbag. Well, actually, we had about. Oh, I 10... do have an answer. Oh, you do. Yeah, I quite like um, Jesse and Biggs. Of the Avalanche team. Not much of a wedge guy. Yeah. Tries too hard to be the comedic relief. I feel like you are trying to... You, your your remake lens is clouding your judgment there. That's fair. Because they're heavy That's, influences. Just, just about to make That's that fair. very point, Sam. Just about to make that very point. <sighs> it's interesting that you mentioned... We, we did get like 20 questions uh, regarding a Cloud's backstory. Um, but I thought I'd just leave them for you, Simon. Sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the expert at those, as we all know. Nah, so interesting that you mentioned Sephiroth and Boogie because the two other questions that I've got here for you guys involve those two people. So we might start with a question from Salazki. How does does Boogie float? Is he keeping Professor X in floaty chair business? Very funny question to which we clearly have no answer. No, nah, we. I think we answered this earlier, didn't we? Doesn't he like have like something he floats on? It's not actually him floating. He's sitting on some sort of floaty Swiss ball, isn't he? A levitating Swiss ball. <laughs> it's <laughs> is it like like an immaterial orb or something. That'd be I'm just like Google. that'd be just like Boogie. It really would. <laughs> Um, so thanks for that, Seliski. Uh, and our, our last mailbag question from Kinoi619, which I'm not sure whether that's a nod to Rey Mysterio, uh, but he's just put Sephiroth, good villain? Uh, yeah, well, while Sean, he's phenomenal. while Sean collects his thoughts on this, maybe he's good to go, but I've got a few jotted down. I think he's got some good elements of that. So those sort of tropes where the villain is 
very mysterious. He has an, it's like an unknowable evil. Like he's he's evil, and we but we just don't quite know why at the start of the start of the story, right? But we know we're going to find out. Um, so that was good. He had that, that other trope of some villains where they're sort of not physically imposing, but still scary as hell. Um, you know, that's quite a cool thing for a villain to have as well. A little bit like Voldemort, perhaps. Uh, again, another Harry Potter um, similarity there. Also, the uh, is he really alive trope, you know, uh, similar to Voldemort again, you know, how much of him is human and how much is not human. Um, um, so I would give him... I had eight. I feel like I should give a nine, but I'll give him eight out of ten because... Um, not 10 out of 10 because his motives are still, even after playing the game, too confusing for a simpleton like me. But a, a fantastic villain, of course. Yeah, I reckon he's awesome. I think what I really like is, I think this is what's good about good villains, is whilst his motives might be slightly bewildering, you know he wholeheartedly believes in what he's doing. And whilst you can quite clearly see that he's sort of gone mad, he believes he's doing the right thing. Mm. Um, and, and he kind of gets lost in himself as well. Incredible. Um, and I, I really like how um, he, as you un his story unfolds, you learn that he was the greatest hero. And one moment in his life where he learnt something about himself changed him. And and where maybe uh, someone, maybe it's akin to Cloud in some ways, where you might learn this thing and use it to redirect yourself to be even better. He allows it to consume him and become the, the person that we know him as. Mm. And so he's, you know, he's... And I think the other thing that's really interesting about him is what he believes to be the truth about him is actually not quite the case. You know, he believes Genova to be his mother and him to be pursuing her dreams or whatever she wanted to happen. But actually, he's he's wrong. So he's mm. following the the wrong path based on his reaction to what's going on. And I also agree with Simon, like he's not, he's not ginormous or whatever. He's just, but he's, he's not physically imposing, but he's still hauntingly terrifying. He's not physically imposing, but he has a fucking massive sword. Massive sword. So, uh, Sam? Yeah, no, I'm kind of, I, I I think when I played this a while ago, I didn't really like him as a villain because he's not present as much as others are in the story. But I think now when I play it, I think I like that about it, that he's not present all the time, that he's this mysterious figure that you're kind of chasing and you get hints about him uh, throughout um, I do, uh, he is tied into a very confusing storyline, though, which um, I just think takes a couple of points off. Um, no, I, I think he is a very good villain. Uh, one of the, the great confusing storyline points. I think I epiphanized today. We've talked about it a lot about what Genova is and the Genovas who fight along the way. It's him controlling them. It's him directing them. It's him in the northern crater, sending them out to to, to do his bidding and to because you know how we find out that it's it's not really him. It's like I don't know apparitions or whatever of him. And I think I thought it was Genova doing that, but I think it's him controlling Genova to do it while he's drawing his one wing. In the center of the earth. Could be wrong though. Tell me in the slacks. <laughs> uh, now, got some hot takes. Well, play the hot takes theme, Simon. <laughs> Have you guys got any hot takes uh, before I get into these? 
Zero. I don't even know what you mean, so... We won't be- <laughs> you don't know what I mean by a hot take? I mean, I know what a hot take is, but g- give me your hot takes. Well, so I've got a couple. We won't spend too long on them. Um, the first one is a very cold take, I think. We've covered it a little bit in this podcast, and it's one of my takes is probably why I'm calling it cold. Um, but the game's too easy. I was thinking about this Whoa, yesterday when I finished take. the game. It's a great take. Great it's take. Um, like it's pretty low skill ceiling. Like if you just grind, then you're all good. Um, the maybe, but I know that initially, like I couldn't get past Hojo when I played it as like a thirteen year old or whatever. So maybe I just got better at the game, or as I played it more, I understood a little bit better. Um, like weapons aside, chocobo breeding aside, um, like if you just play through the game, do a little bit of grinding, it, you don't really have that much trouble. I feel like that's fair what you're saying on most counts. I think also, though, um, I think you are working with a benefit of walkthroughs. Um, which yep. I think make a bit of a you know, big difference. Of course, unless you're like level 90 by the time you get to the crater, that's obviously gonna, all that's irrelevant. But um, I think walkthroughs would, would have definitely helped you more than you realise. Um, and we wouldn't have been using them at all when we were you know 13. And ha- yeah, I, I agree. But also, how do you get rid of that levelling up thing? You know, it's a very, very hard thing to get rid of to make the game harder. Um, unless you just make it exponentially harder to level up once you get to, say, level 60 or something, you know. Or you have a top level, level 70 is your, your top level or whatever that might be that's not as high as 99. But a fair criticism, though. Yeah, I... The difficulty sometimes isn't... Certainly not the battles, but maybe the difficulty lies in knowing where to go or what to do in certain points to achieve things. And that's certainly, I used walkthroughs more to get through levels than to actually beat villains. Although I definitely use them to beat villains as enemies as well, but maybe more just like the, how to get a wig in Midgar or, you know, how to find the, the key in the bone village, you know, that stuff could be really difficult without assistance. Mm. Right, so maybe not as cold as I thought. Um, little medium, which we don't need to spend too much time on, which I uh, got off a Reddit user, Army Taco. Yeah, that's um, Army Taco. The- My boy! take the tifa scarlet slap fight which is obviously played for laughs but is not needed it is ridiculous Tifa is a trained martial artist and every moment by the best (laughs) trained by um and every moment like leading up to that is very serious and dark and then there's that moment um so army taco that's army taco's hot take yeah, and it's you know I when you started bringing up the 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 slap fight, I think you're gonna say it's um, some sort of sexist slant on on woman <laughs> having a having having a cat fight, but it kind of is that as well, right? It's yeah, c- couple of couple of girls slapping each other because you know you're right. Tifa could have just cracked her and it would be done. Given her the dolphins blow and she'd be out of there. Priscilla's dolphins blow. <laughs> and uh, final hot take, which I believe is the three alarm chili hot take from my biggest fan, Kinoi619. Not sad to see Eris go. Limp personality in my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be tough to take for sure. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I respect the take because um, it is so hot, but I uh, respectfully disagree with the take. Um, 
just going back 20 years, remembering how that felt. Um, yeah, I can't, can't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for me to uh, channel how I feel on Aerith based on when we released the episode of Aerith's death and I was hammering out some clips of those scenes for the socials and crying my way through it. Interesting though, Sean, because I remember early on in the playthrough and us podcasting that you were very much a Tifa guy and that you I find Aerith annoying. Yeah, she is annoying early on, especially because she's quite tee hee hee. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and and her sort of banter doesn't doesn't really work for me. But as I think certainly in disc two with her storyline and backstory and I think it's it's like a good rugby team, you know. Doesn't matter what she's what she's doing, what kind of yarn she's having in the sheds afterwards. You know what she what she's putting out in the field and what she means to the team. <laughs> Her loss, you know, made it a real struggle to make it to the playoffs. Disc one is like disc one is the d- disc about Eris, basically. And then yeah. disc two's like Cloud's disc. That's um, interesting, eh? I, I, the whole storyline's based around Eris and this one. Yeah. Even, even like towards the end of the game, they're quite often referencing her and, and things like that. And a lot, I mean, essentially what they're doing is finishing her mission. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, Hot it, take, it I reckon. Me. I like it, Kinoi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to discuss it with Keno in person later. <laughs> uh, so any final reflections, lads? Um, did you enjoy playing it and discussing it at the same time? Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, uh, Sean's talked a little bit about other Final Fantasy games that he's played. Have there been any other ones that you recommend or have played? Uh, we'll start with you, Sean, and then Simon, because he's had a couple of reflections already, and you can add anything on, Simon. Um, I, on the other Final Fantasies, I, I'd love to return to 8, uh, f- mainly because it's from the 90s as well, so it fits the podcast, but I really enjoyed that game. Um, and in discussing with some Final Fantasy revelers <clears throat> and how I really like 7 and 8 and didn't really enjoy 9, I think that's because 7 and 8 maybe move away from the Final Fantasy mystical uh sort of lord of the rings style stories and it has you know like seven's got the shinra corporation and you know you know modern cities and things like that and eight's quite similar in that regard and the part i didn't like about eight was towards the end you know fighting some sort of sorceress or something like that and then nine was very much more back into the castles and things like that and it didn't just didn't float my boat but there are some more modern final fantasies that i haven't played that people speak very highly of that i'd be interested in maybe having a crack at i mean Um, i have um have had a good crack at 10 and finished it actually and um definitely recommended definitely recommended I might give it a crack. Um, other final reflections after playing through, playing through and talking about it's fun. Um, it's it's good. It's like it's meant to play the game, and it's the best thing about the game is how much you enjoy it. So it's just great to have people to talk to about what you're loving. Mm. So mm. that that's that's great. I I I did enjoy it. I had a great time. It took me quite a while, but. <laughs> 74 hours, in fact. But, you know, like, I finished it yesterday. I was like, uh, now what? Mm. Wife will have a baby and that'll occupy my life, I guess. Exactly. Uh, no, you'll be right, mate. Key Island. I'd be keen. I'd, I'd genuinely be keen at some stage in the future to have a crack at eight for the pod. Have you guys played it? 
No, we've only played 10. Um, yeah, I played uh, Final Fantasy 10. Uh, we played a bit as, like, in high school, I think, and then also um, when I was in the UK. Uh, played it through, but I was, like, girlfriendless, basically friendless, moneyless. Uh, stopped working. I was saving money for my OE. Oh, was my, my last trip when I was in the UK. And the main character was a cloud ripoff, Titus. Um, he's like a star blitz ball player, which was another made-up ball sport in the magical land. It's a poor side story, much like Harry Potter and Quidditch. Um, <laughs> but Final Fantasy X was great. It was really great. But um, I can only really see myself playing another one if the kids, if my kids who are now four and three, if they become interested in it later on. And that would be great if, um, if they would be interested. And that's probably the only time I can see myself playing again in the next 10 years. You'll play it and they can just watch you. That's what Deezy does. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's the only time that's the only time I can see myself playing another Final Fantasy game. But I just even though, having said that, I just absolutely loved it. I feel like um can I talk about how I felt about it now, Sam, or do you want me to Definitely. You? go for it? Yeah, so I thought it held up unbelievably well. Um the minutiae of the story is still quite confusing, um, which I was initially, when I was thinking about this, I was a bit upset about. But then I thought about, well, actually, really, the overarching story is quite a simple one, really. It's humans are selfish and destroying the planet, um, and that's powerful enough, and I think that really holds up. So I gave the game overall a 9.5 out of 10, Oof. Um, which is very high. Uh, the final cutscene and lack of sort of uh, resolution with the characters, as well as quite a lot of stilted dialogue, um, probably brought it down that from 10 out of 10. Um, and I think that stilted dialogue, I don't think it's solely down to sort of being lost in translation. I know some of it is, but I feel like some other stuff is just bizarre. Um, but just, yeah, loved it. <laughs> loved, loved being in that uh, vast, vast world. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, I had an absolute ball. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed talking about it at points, like stopping and talking about it. I think that definitely helped me understand it a lot more this time, as well as doing a little bit more research about it as well. Helped me. Um, but it's just like, um, I think this time, I fo- because we are podcasting about it, I focused more on the funny things that I, that popped up. Um and I just I thought that really enjoyed playing with different characters as well, and I think that's a good way of spicing it up. If you're going to play again, like if I'm going to play again, I will probably do it with like Kate She or you know like someone that I haven't done it with before. Um, but other than that, I'm just a bit gutted that I've finished it. A bit gutted that we can't we're not going to talk about it anymore. So yes, I would be interested in um and in, in looking at Final Fantasy VIII potentially in the future. Be give me a year. Um, but I'm 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 keen as mustard. Final Fantasy X. You'll love you'll love a little bit of Squall Leon Hart and his gun blade. <laughs> Final Fantasy so uh, clocked Final Fantasy X. When I say clocked, I think I watched Simon beat the boss. Um, in Final Fantasy X. I've played FF12, I believe, and FF maybe a bit of Final Fantasy 13, but not uh, not very far through. One of them, I think, was the first one where you walk around, it's 12, and you see the, ba- the, the people you're going to battle, or you see the creatures that you're going to battle. Like the remake. Like the remake. So, yeah, it's like the first time that the battle um, wasn't a separate screen, I guess. I don't hear much about FF11, but I know there's Final Fantasy Ten Two, which I didn't um, take part in. I haven't played that either. But I've got Final Fantasy Ten on PlayStation Two, if you want it, Bob. PlayStation Three, actually. Got a working PlayStation Three. Yeah, so if you um, if you do want it, let me know. I see lots of things popping up about fifteen on my suggested. Uh, I don't know if that's out or coming out, but I'm keen I'm on that. Um, I'm keen on Crisis Core and Advent Children, actually. I'm, I, I've got Advent Children if you've got a DVD player. Um, no. <laughs> um, and um, 
I'm obviously also hanging out for remake part two because I'd recommend the remake to anyone. I reckon it's, you know, they turn what, however long Midgar is, five hours into 30 hours, but it's, it is cool. It's cool. There's heaps of parts about it that aren't cool, silly side stories and stuff like that, but you probably don't have to do them. We know that I have a compulsive issue when it comes to gaming. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll leave it there. So sorry to all those Final Fantasy revelers who will not be able to listen in anymore, but download us again. Listen through again. Feel free. We need those numbers up. Um, you want us to get an expert for a um, for, for some sort of uh, deep dive discussion to, to, to get us through what really happened in the game? Tell us. We'll find one. <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I've got nothing else. So um, thanks for listening. I will see you on another podcast. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.